Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. Or if this is your first episode, welcome. We're going to try and get through the episode so fast today because we know last week's was a little bit of a it's marathon. Sometimes, so we, we it, yeah, it's with luck is with us. This yeah, week. <laughs> we're going to do fine. Um, my name is Miranda Selwood, and my hosts at the table with me today are uh, Zainzi Weber. Julia Eisenberger. And we have, as usual, a super special guest, Cassie George. Hi, Cassie. Hey. Hey, Cass. Hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) So we were just um, talking about what we would introduce you as. I would call you a uh, singer, dancer, actor, musical theatre, performer, cabaret artist, writer and... I feel like we just need to put one more in there. Fabulous. Just fabulous. Oh. And just around fabulous gal. Oh, Triple threat. Oh, guys. Uh-huh. Three isn't enough. <laughs> so. Quintuple threat. Just a threat, really. Septuple. I'm just, feeling just a threat. threatened. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. I'm going to write that in my diary when I get home. <laughs> my affirmations book is just going to be, Miranda's intimidated by me and I'm stoked. <laughs> Today I'm grateful for Miranda's (laughs) Miranda's feels. All right. Well, um, we all know you. We've all worked with you before, Cassie, but our audience at home or in the car or wherever you listen to this. At the gym, the toilet place. (laughs) Workplace toilet. Wow, that's specific. Let's move on. Um, They'd love to get to know you. So we're going to do the getting to know you quiz. There we go. There it is. We have to bring the song in every now and then. It's now um, a special treat, just occasionally. Are you ready for the quiz? Absolutely. Are you sure, though? Some of the questions are really hard, Cassie. I know, but I've been doing a lot of thinking, probably in the workplace toilet, actually. Okay. So I'm ready Not for that specific. Not a great specific. place to prepare. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get going with the first question. <clears throat> Which musical character would other people compare you to? I've actually had someone tell me, have you ever seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Someone that I know messaged me out of the blue and was like, hey, have you seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? It reminds me of you, which is really great because we used to date. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. And I was like, thank you. Um, 
But awkward? Oh, no, that's accurate. No, only because like in the I don't know if you've seen it, but in the first ten minutes, it's her singing "I'm in love with a wonderful guy," and it's like her being the background like lady, and like I'm like that's me because it'd be like I'm in love, and then she's like I'm in love. I'm like yes, that's so what I would be doing. She's doing her own echo. Pretty, or she's pr- just doing. No, the she's echoes. the echo. Just the echo. Yeah. So it's like Alto's lament, like as uh, a person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, or I don't know if anyone else is like I've been really compared to anybody else. Maybe Nessa Rose. I don't. I don't know. Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah. yeah. A bit of a Nessa. Well, yeah. which musical character would you like other people to compare you to? Who do you aspire to be? Um, Are you Nessa Rose who wants to be an alphabet? No, no. I I think I think about this all the time. Where I'm like, what's if I was in Wicked? What role would I play? But I still would be Nessa. Also, because I'd love to have guns for arms. Because like going through that wheelchair the whole show, like like, guns. I did. You seen a different production of Wicked to me? It's a very like pulp fiction. I don't know what community theater Quentin Tarantino's Wicked. Surprisingly, though, that might really fit with Return to Oz. So I was thinking maybe is there like a Return to Oz sequel to Wicked? Mm. Anyway, let's go back to the question. Dear Zane. (laughs) Write that. Um, Or maybe, I don't know, maybe like Reno Sweeney. I don't know. You want to be a Reno? Yes. Because I just want to be you, Miranda. I'm not Reno Sweeney. Yes, you are. I'm a drunk are. mother. Okay, we've all we know and my Reno's type. Reno's just drunk. Same <laughs> signs. I'm about it. She has no children. Couldn't possibly be me. Uh, anyway, we're here to talk about you. So, what's your dream role, Cassie? Um, my dream role. I had this in my brain before. Um, Nessa from Wicked would be rad. I'd also love to, I'd love to play Lois slash Bianca and Kiss Me Kate again because that was so fun and actually do it for longer than 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) And one performance just didn't quite. No, Do it for you? I think, well, it, it was great, but that's why I loved it again. And I remember like days after my Luke and I would like go over the photos and like almost cry because we were so happy. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so cheesy. Oh my God. You, the, after every 24 hour musical, there is an outpouring of love and emotion that rivals no other show I've ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because we're all delirious at the end. Absolutely. Yeah. You had these sort of mixed memories. And strange emotions attached to the whole process, <laughs> but I think there's a little bit of that. You know, I I did it, and it's over already, and mm. I I didn't get. I quite literally never. Well, you may never get to play that person ever again, and that was it. And I cried the whole time. So <laughs> I feel like I really wasted that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't as happy as for me as I thought it might be. Well, I hope you get to play the role again. Maybe we'll okay, I don't it. think we're doing Kiss Me Kate this year. <laughs> don't joke about it. <laughs> Everyone knows we're doing Lemmings. Anyway, um, so what's your favourite Sondheim show? My favourite Sondheim show is Company, through and through. Um, I've like I've done Into the Woods and I love it, but something about Company, um, I because I, I just want to be every single female role. I think it's the one show that I'm like, no matter what age I am, I could be in that show in some capacity. Yeah. There's uh, always someone yeah. to connect with. Absolutely. I don't know if Joanne's ever my destiny. I don't – like not now. But like <laughs> – 
I yeah, I I know I like maybe eventually, but like in this moment, I want to be like one of the three girlfriends. Kathy would be really cool because I just want to dance a sparkly dance. Yeah, to a song called TikTok. Yeah, is it by Kesha? Dance a <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, what's your go-to shower song? Um, at the moment, it's a lot of Guy Sebastian. I'm a big Guy Sebastian fan. Really? <laughs> I, yeah, that's come out of left field for me. Really? Uh, I was not expecting. Like early Guy Sebastian or his new all stuff? All Guy Sebastian. All I, right. went, I went to his concert and I almost cried. Like I was so excited. Um, the more you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, because it's between like not Angels. Like Angels Want Me Here is great, but I'd be singing like his covers of like The Way You Make Me Feel or Man in the Mirror. And then also, then it goes to salt and pepper, and I'll like wrap in the shower. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It's the I only mean, place you can really be comfortable wrapping. Well, <laughs> yes, you say that. I managed to fit into my show, so I was really stoked about that. Oh, even better. Yeah, crushing it. Yeah. Uh, okay, <clears throat> steal yourself. You have to delete one musical oh. from existence. Which one is it? Fame. But it's going to live. <laughs> Forever. It's not. Um, I, I that's it's a. It's just been murdered. Choice. So yeah, fame. It's, it's a decent choice. Fame is just that, like I, you know, because I really struggled with this one as well. Because I'm like, every musical has its purpose and has a chapter. No, like no, no. fame is just like, oh, I'm really sad because I do ballet and I want to like fit in, and then I fall in love this hip hop guy, and then he raps about it, which I usually am okay about rapping, <laughs> but this time I'm like. Mm-mm. No. no, there's something just not quite right about it. No, did you? Um, there aren't a lot of selling points for fame. Like it's a it's a dance show, which well, think, you know, a few are far between. But it's a dance show and it's an angsty mm. teen kind of thing. Because <sighs> that's what we need more of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, before Rent came around, fame uh, was Rent is. For like early 20-somethings. I know, mm. right? Very different to angsty teenagers. No, it's the same. It's much the same issue. It's <laughs> pretty much the same story. Mm. Uh, but fame's gone through a few iterations. Like, do you have an issue with the stage show oh, specifically I'd... or also the original film and, uh, as we all should have, the remake film? Oh, the remake I have issues with. The film I don't mind because it's got like, oh, is Sing the Body Electric in the stage show? I don't think it is. No, I don't think and it is. then Hot Lunch Jam yeah. isn't in the stage show either. So they took out the two good songs. Yeah, that's what I mean. That makes no sense. Yeah, no. Don't take out the good ones. But you put in lots of other ones no. that are really blasé. Mm. And then what's the other one? Out Here On My Own? That's only in the film, isn't it? Or is it in the stage show? It's in the stage show. That's that's a banger. I want to pick... I, Put Lauren Hill singing that song. Like I just imagined that would happen, but then I'm going too much sister acting. <laughs> so I'm like, is... oh, it has a little bit of that feel. Mm. Yeah. You know what? Mm. It's done. It's gone. It's, it's gone. Yeah. Oh, yep. good. Gotcha. did it. It's okay. out. Bye. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, let's move on to Broadway news, where we'll talk about how fame will never be done again. Do we have any Broadway news this week? No. No, I don't think not this week. Cassie, um, just make something. Are you up. on Broadway? Oh, not today. People oh, okay. want the news. I'm having a night off. <laughs> All right. Well, that's okay. great. Yeah. I'm glad we've got you. In Broadway news this week, Kathy takes a night off. Scandalous. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> so we're going to get talking about the show that you have brought us today. Yes. Singing yes. apostrophe in the rain. Aye. So let's do that in just a moment.
So let's talk about singing in the rain, Cassie. How did it come about? Where did it come from? Tell us about it. So I have notes because I was really nervous but really excited you to talk about notes. it. We all have We all have notes. notes. I have extensive notes. Cassie, we all got notes. Copied from Wikipedia. <laughs> Yes. This is one of the cool kids this this, this time for notes. Um, yes, and I love that <laughs> so much. Um, so from my research, what I love about it, Singing in the Rain was a song from 1931 that was actually in other films before it came into Singing in the Rain, the film. And so it was actually in Bames and Arms, which really intrigued me, it's a Rogers and Hart musical film, the one that has the ladies a tramp for those playing at home. And that really intrigued me and I was like, what? Um, but then Singing in the Rain was a 1952 film and most of the music was songs that were already pre-written mm, and they're like, yeah. oh, let's string these together with a plot. And so the plot is essentially um, silent movie actors going through the transition of talkies and some people struggle with that because it's like, but I just do hand actions. How do I add all these other things? How do I speak like a normal human person that I already do? Outside of my job, like I think that's such an interesting. It, like that's that's a struggle every actor has yeah. when they first take to the stage. Is like I didn't realise that talking is difficult. Mm. <laughs> Not the problem I had. I had. What do I do with my hands? Usually, oh. there's a phone How in them. How do I walk <laughs> like a normal? Yes. Same arm, same leg, How right? How many people have issues with walking? Oh, isn't it strange? Like I, like even just as an actor in general, like just I know it's a little bit off the tangent, but I just think it's kind of relates somehow. Is that when we get put on a stage or on a screen, we forget how to have a conversation like normal people, but <laughs> you decide to go, my arms have to be up here. Like if for anyone watching, I, my arms are really high. Flail. Oh, <laughs> I, like, I was like, like Kermit, about. like flailing my arms. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and so like they're transitioning with the talkies and there's Don Lockwood who's played by Gene Kelly and he meets this girl called Kathy Selden who's a theatre actor and they kind of have a bit of a hustle and bustle because he's like, well, I do screen. She's like, well, screen isn't cool. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, and so... Oh, that's a direct quote, yeah? Yeah, pretty yep. much. That's Good. exactly how he said it. Uh, and so eventually... Um, then there's Lena Lamont as well, that voice, stunning, stun dog. Um, and she's like, oh, I'm going to be a talk in the talkies as well, but her voice is awful. And so what they do is Kathy Selden, who has a beautiful speaking voice, comes in and is like, oh, well, I'm just going to dub everything you say. And then um, Lena has no idea. She's just living her best life, having a chat. <laughs> and then um, Don and Kathy fall in love and they kiss, and then he danced in the rain. Also, oh, I forgot about old mate. Um, Cosmo. Cosmo, who's great. He, what a guy. He's awesome too. Who plays um, all the music for the silent films and then kind of feels a bit like, oh, what do I do when the silent films stop? And then goes into the orchestra and that's really cool. Um, and then... What happens after that? They put on the film of the the first talkie and it's a disaster because all the dubbing of the words and the text goes missing. So it's like this whole like 
no, 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 yes, 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 and it's all out of sync and it's hilarious. And so then they decide to make the Julian Cavalier the dancing Cavalier. Insert big musical number with all the colours and it's my favourite thing I've ever seen. Um, and so they make a big musical sequence so it turns into a musical and it gets really popular. And then eventually Lena gets all the credit for everyone thinks that she's the one who's talking and singing. So then when she's asked to do it live, she's like, oh, no, like I can't do that. And so Kathy's behind the curtain singing her feelings and just feeling real sad because she's like, well, no one's actually going to know this is me. And she runs off crying and Jim Kelly's like, no, no, this is the real voice. And then they're really happy and... Um, it's all resolved. At some point, there's yeah. rain. There is. Oh, and well, yes. someone sings in it. That's true. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. That, Indeed. Yes. Um, and they sing Sing in the Rain like two or three times. And I remember that. Mm. Yes. So it was, it was uh, a very popular movie first. Yes. And then, and then it was then adapted into stage. Yes. So the, and 30 years 83 was the original mm, yeah. London production. 52 was the movie and then 83. Yeah, so 29 years. Mm. I know it's um, uh, Tommy Steele directed it yeah. for himself. Of course. He wanted to be in it. He wanted to play Don Lockwood. Mm. I'll just direct it. It's me nice. directing me, starring me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it was only nominated for one... Olivier Award mm. uh, didn't didn't win anything. That was for Best Actress. It, <laughs> Poor Tommy Steele. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the original Broadway production happened three years later in '86, mm. uh, and it was nominated for Best Book and Best Performance by Leading Actor, but again didn't win anything. Mm. So, and it was quite different from the original Tommy Steele. Yes. So yeah, Tommy, there are a lot more songs. In, yeah, in the, there was more music yeah. generally, and a lot more. Um, uh, there were some of the some of the music from the film, which is used as background music, became featured songs, like um, oh, the tango at the beginning, "Temptation," yes, <laughs> uh, which has come in and out of the show mm. in various iterations as well. And there's a quite a bit of that. You look at any one of the productions and they seem to all have completely different song lists yes. because it's essentially a jukebox musical, right? Yep. Mm, exactly. Yeah. So I, it's really easy to forget that about this show because you you look at the movie and you think, oh, well, that's, you know. Yeah. It's been written like a Rodgers and Hammerstein or something. Mm. You, you don't process that all those songs are from different composers from different places. Yeah, well, again, from, from in that era where songs were just passed around from performer to performer mm. and, and from show to show and from movie to movie. Yes. And it's only we've really lost that now, whereas like this song belongs to this specific yeah. place mm. in yeah. this specific show yeah. and nowhere else. It kind of reminds me of Bullets Over Broadway in that sense where there are all the songs from the 20s, 30s. Yeah, it's yeah. thing. And so that's probably the only show that I can think of off the top of my head that's reminiscent of that as opposed it's to... Done the I, think, yeah. I think the most recent, like, musical song that's in another musical, mm. oh, I guess because uh, I Will Always Love You by Dolly Parton in mm-hmm. Best Little Whorehouse uh, and then also in The Bodyguard. Best Little Whorehouse? yeah. I did yeah. not know that. Oh, yeah, is that in the film? Yes. Well, I was yeah. going to say, I don't remember being it's the stage show. show. 
No, but then it was she gave it to Whitney for the bodyguard. Yeah, he's a present. Yeah, (laughs) still deal with it. it. Well, actually, there was a lot of controversy because she wouldn't sell it to Elvis. She wouldn't sell it to mm. all these people until Whitney Houston came along and, and she sold it to her. Wow. And yeah. we're all grateful. Mm. Well, some people are and some people have to listen to other people sing it every day. <laughs> uh, so shall we move along to uh, talking about the uh, characters and, uh, and sure. the plot? Yeah. All right, so uh, we've already covered many of the main points of the plot, but I'll recap and go over some of the characters. I really need to know where this rain comes in, this titular rain. Well, (laughs) look, you've got to stop using that word on the podcast. I'm sorry, I can't. Don't don't do it. As soon as there's nothing titular in the show, I will will stop saying it. (laughs) It's a drinking game in itself. Why isn't it called titular? Because it's... Silly. Okay, <laughs> so um, in the opening, we're at the uh, the premiere of Don Lockwood and Lena Lamont's latest film, The Royal Rascal. Uh, there's a lot of um, the, it's fun making the movies that go into the stage show for this because you you film them with the same actors and you film the silent film version of things which is all overacting and it's hilarious and fantastic. And then you also get to film the parts of the filming that go wrong which are even more fun. Anyway, at this um, opening you meet pretty much every character who you're going to see throughout the rest of it, probably with the exception of Kathy Seldon who comes in a little bit later. Um, but... You meet primarily Don Lockwood, the Gene Kelly role. He's the tall, handsome movie star. And his best friend, Cosmo Brown, who's his sidekick, funny guy and the pianist or musician, if you prefer. Uh, They are from... (laughs) And I do. I do prefer. (laughs) You do prefer (laughs) musicians over pianists. (laughs) I... Look, there's a big overlap there. Or pianists, if you prefer. It's just titular. In the titular <laughs> role. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's late, guys. <laughs> Obviously, it's late. Uh, so they are from a vaudeville background. And um, as Don Lockwood is talking about uh, his very long uh, training in, in theatre and actoring, um, we actually see flashbacks of them as kids and uh, the number, first number of the show, Theatre as a Fiddle. Yep. Um, (laughs) It's very fun. So the Royal Rascal premiere happens. Uh, It's the usual smash hit of the Lockwood and Lamont brand. Uh, We also learn that Lena uh, seems to think that the uh, publicity romance that is built up around marketing the films is real and Don Lockwood is uh, her... Fiance, yeah. which is so off the mark because she's a crazy person and uh, Don isn't really into that. Now, it, it's because the the studio is marketing them as an offstage couple as That's well. That's right. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and he points out very clearly, it's all cooked up for that. It's not, <laughs> it's not real. Let it go. Uh, so they're off to the post-premiere party at the, um, the head of the film's house. He has a name. R.F. Uh, Simpson. Simpson. Uh, and Don Lockwood gets mobbed by fans and sort of accidentally saved by Kathy Seldon. They do this with a whole business with a car in the film, but in the stage show um, it's far less car-related, I guess. Well, just, <laughs> who just happens time. in the street? Who yeah. has time to get a car on stage and then you have to get it off stage? <laughs> and a bigger time for that. So um, in the process of hiding from the fans, he sits down on a bench next to Kathy Seldon. And then they get chatting. Uh, Kathy doesn't recognise him immediately and um, uh, she figures out later who he is. But they have a, a little moment there where she pretty much insults him for being a movie actor and um, states that she is from the legitimate theatre from and the that, stage. that's a sentiment that has carried through right to current day, like yes. movie stars are just mocked in the streets. It's theatre <laughs> is where the real art happens. That's right, that's right. But it does it does set up this um, sort of against each other mm-hmm. thing, which is obviously going to turn into romance. Oh, it's, yes. it's classical meet cute antagonisation. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 1950s gold. Yes, set in the 1920s when it was even <laughs> goldier gold. <laughs> Uh, so they go off to the party. Uh, Don is hanging out with Cosmo. The party often opens with Temptation, which is um, sung by a group of men and Lena around Lena Lamont. But that number is fairly regularly cut from the show. Mm. Yeah. And I don't think it appears in the most recently licensed version. Um, But it was there about a decade ago, so I'm not sure which time it got... It disappeared, mm. but it's gone now. Um, Kathy pops out of a cake or just appears uh, miraculously uh, in a dance number by the entertainment at the party, bumps into Don Lockwood, who uh, now you know, reproaches her for pretending that she was high and lofty. Um, she gets <laughs> she gets cranky about it and goes to throw a cake in his oh, face, yeah. but he ducks and she hits Lena. This yes. is this yes. is the plot point that basically uh, continues to ruin everything for the rest of the show. It becomes the uh, tension between the dramatic tension between Kathy and Lena um, because Kathy ends up with everything that Lena wants, Don Lockwood pretty much, um, and <laughs> it feeds the reason why she doesn't like Kathy. Mm. She organises to get Kathy fired, which makes Don angry. Don continues to cry and look for her and eventually finds her. They secretly offer her a job because... Uh, during all of this, the talkies business has happened, and um, the theatre, the movie company, R.F. Simpson and Co., uh, decide they're going to turn their next film, The Dueling Cavalier, into a talkie, which doesn't really work out because Lena has the most annoying voice and she just can't talk proper. Uh, and it's a running gag, it's what makes playing her character. <laughs> 
the most fun ever. License to annoy every single Everyone. other person. Death by by grating voice. <laughs> uh, so they really save that gag too. They don't let her talk, their mm. character talk for quite a long time. And then when you finally hear it, uh, it it's <laughs> it gets you. It's a moment. Yeah. 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 The audience loves it. Everyone knows what to expect, really. Um, so for most of the rest of, of the first act, Lena's being um, troublesome. Don is courting Kathy, which eventually works out. Uh, Cosmo is just generally being the comic relief and making all the jokes and doing all the great dance moves. Um, and then... Uh, the movie isn't working out. They trial it with Lena's hard acting voice and everything goes wrong. They think everything is finished. Then R.F. Simpson's ready to give up. They all go home. They're all very sad about it. And then they have an idea. So at this point, we've now got Don and Kathy are already in a relationship. Cosmo's also there because he just always is. He's just happy to be there. He's just happy to be Actually, there. Cosmo feels. Lena really doesn't know what's going on um, because she's Lena and she's very focused on herself. But they have this idea and there's a, a, a big number here. Uh, where they go home and they decide, I know what we're going to do. We're going to turn the Dueling Cavalier into a musical. A musical. A musical. A musical? No, a musical. A musical. Uh, It'll fix everything. We'll throw in some dance numbers. We'll, We'll cut the bad parts of the film. We'll keep the good bits. Throw in music. It'll be great. Uh, they sing good morning because they're all happy about it and the three of them tap dance and fall over a sofa at the end. It's very oh, important, yes. the sofa part. Yeah. Mm. Very, that, very iconic. Yeah. Yes. And that's when they realise to overdub um, Lena's voice. Sorry to just jump on you in that moment. Yeah, oh, no, jumping okay. over the couch. Yeah, jump. Jumping jump over it. the sofa in that moment, <laughs> if you Just will. right then. That's it. Uh, they do actually realise just after they've jumped over the sofa that, oh, no, this isn't going to work because Lena, Lena's horrible voice. She can't sing. She can't dance. She can't act. She's a triple threat. Mm, <laughs> Throw back to the opening. Hey. See what we did there? Uh, <laughs> so then, um, but then they realise through Cosmo's help that they can use Kathy's voice. It's problem solved. Everyone's happy. Um, and... Kathy and I was going to say Gene Kelly, Don Lockwood, kissing and everyone's perfect. Let's go out to the second act. But wait, it's raining. Oh, no. It's raining. the rain. So uh, Don Lockwood goes outside to say goodbye to Kathy, put her in a cab and send her home basically. And uh, it's raining but it does not rain inside his soul. Because he is that happy. (laughs) So he starts singing and dancing in the the rain rain. in Act 1. So there you go. That's where the rain comes. The titular rain has made an appearance. That's all you wanted to know, right? Well, they they sing it again, right? Yes, they do. Uh, At bows. At bows. Mm. It doesn't appear again. Let's get to that. Let's get there. Not in the movie, they don't. Singing in the Rain doesn't appear again in the story. 
yes, of the show. Mm-hmm. It it reappears at the end because let's all sing Singing in the Rain again. Wasn't that fun? Let's pour more water around from the ceiling because the audience loved it. Yeah. So what happens effects. in the second we act? We spent so much money on it. Why use it once? <laughs> so what happens in the second act is uh, they go through the process of making the dancing cavalier with Kathy doing the voiceover. Lena finds out that that is happening and gets real upset about it. Also because she finds out that um, Don and Kathy are an item mm. which is not going to work out for Lena because Don is her fiance, mm. which never was the case. Uh, <laughs> In the process of um, pitching it to the studio, though, the the new idea, they do the big Broadway number. So Don Lockwood and Cosmo Brown go into um, Simpson's office and pitch it that (laughs) in the middle of this uh, Cavalier movie, Mm. he... He gets bopped on the head head and he's unconscious and he has a dream about being a Broadway hoofer. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love that logic because I'm like, you know, when I'm dueling and I just want to dance, get hit by a sword and I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. And uh, so with no actual logical explanation, there's a a lengthy... Colourful 1920s dance number in the middle of the Dancing Cavalier. Yeah, of course. Um, So they go ahead with it. The uh, premiere happens and uh, the audience is in love with this amazing new talent that Lena Lamont apparently has. Uh, She's asked to to sing. (laughs) And Kathy does the voice for her and Cosmo and Don orchestrate that everybody finds out that it was in fact Kathy, not Lena, who oh, voiced it. Was it was a curtain malfunction. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the meantime, <laughs> Don and Kathy have, have been at odds somewhat over how the whole situation is being, being dealt with. But he wins her back in the end by singing at her, which <laughs> is what happens in the best of musicals. And uh, everything works out in the end and everybody's happy. Let's sing in the rain again. All right. Good. So the the second act isn't uh, dramatic, but it's very Mm. entertaining. Yes. Well, as all good musicals should be. Yeah. Let's uh, take a break. Come back, talk about cast. Songs? Songs. Songs? Cast? No? Songs. Songs. Let's talk about the songs. Yeah. 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 Let's do that. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the songs now. It's an ever-changing and evolving list. <laughs> so, Julie, take us through a selection. Fit as a fiddle and ready for love. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Um, I'm going to talk firstly about the movie and where the movie just nicked everything from. Okay. So what I just sampled for you is called Fit as a Fiddle, parentheses, and ready for love. Hey. Hmm. Oh, I didn't know about the parentheses. (laughs) From a college coach, 1993. Something they've stolen. It's all stolen, guys. Temptation, which is an instrumental only piece from Going Hollywood. 
All I do is dream of you from Sadie McKee. 1934. Singing in the Rain, which until researching this, had no idea that it was from something else. Mm. Zero mm. idea. Fun fact. No, no idea. But Almost four. it was never the titular song of another Stop movie. Stop saying <laughs> titular. I'm sorry, you made it a thing now. I Julie, have it's from the Hollywood Review of 1929. Um, Then we have one of the only two songs that were actually written for Singing in the Rain. Um, And those two songs are Make Them Laugh. Make Them Laugh. Make Them Laugh. Which I always get confused with the Cole Porter song. Be a Clown. So exactly. That's what I had here. It is like same, same but different to Be a Clown. Be a Clown. Which which was used in another MGM Freed produced musical The Pirate in 1948. Um, And the other... I'll get to it later. Yeah, I'll mention it later. Um, Then we have the beautiful girl montage. Beautiful girl. Comprising of I've Got a Feelin' You're Foolin' from Broadway Melody of 1936. The Wedding of the Painted Doll from the Broadway Melody. Should I? Should I? From Lord Byron of... Broadway, <laughs> and I'm sensing a theme. Beautiful girl from Stage Mother. Oh, oh. That that's one big theme. chunk. I'm, I'm disappointed. A, is that the? No, that's not the clonked on the head chunk. I never understand no. where that comes in the show ever. I don't get why we're watching it. Is it just like these are the musicals we're making now? Yeah, is that what the point yeah. is? Yeah. Right. yeah, I'm pretty sure. Great, amazing. Then we have "You Were Meant for Me" from the Broadway Melody, <laughs> and then. I'm just going to stop thinking about Jewel in that moment. It's really... You were meant for me. Oh, yeah. I was meant for you. (laughs) Different song. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Then we have Miss Kathy Seldon's You Are My Lucky Star. That one. Again, Broadway Melody. I'm starting to think, like... How did they get away with this? Because the I know the they owned it all. Yeah, the studios and it was all owned it, so like, they didn't have to ask anyone. Point, for at what point do you go and see a musical? Go, do you want to go see that new musical that's made up of all that other like? New, isn't that like new crazy musical? for you and all it's the crazy. Gershwin? It is yeah. crazy yeah. for you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. Uh, then we have the other song that was made specifically for the movie, which is actually my. Ding Dang favourite song. Ding Dang Dong's favourite? No, just my Ding Dang. Okay. <laughs> it's called <laughs> Moses Supposes. Oh, bang He says a roses, but, but Moses Supposes. Erroneously. Because Moses, he knows it. He shows his aunt roses. As Moses Supposes. And we're encroaching on copyright. We just had to do that Um Yeah. Amazing, amazing song. So fun, so tappy, so amazing. I, what I'm curious about is they wrote that specifically for this storyline. I know that has nothing to do with the storyline. I think I did. They must have had. They must have secured. Must have secured Gene Kelly before they had finished compiling the song list because they've gone. Oh, look who we got, and then gone. Oh, you know what we should make him do. Tap real good. <laughs> Hang on, let me pen a little something. Let's give something. him something that's got like some rhythm, a bit of syncopation, yeah. and yeah. then just let him go. Yeah. yeah fly. That makes sense. Fly, bird, fly. Um, then we have Good Morning good from Babes in Arms. Mm. Also, didn't know that. She's mm. very uneducated, people. 
Um, would you from San Francisco? And then we have, oh, this is going to take some words. Broadway Melody, composed of the Broadway Melody from the Broadway Melody and Broadway Rhythm from the Broadway Melody of 1936. The music for Broadway Ballet section is by Nacio Herb Brown. That sounds like a tasty herb. Nacio. Nacio Herb Brown. <laughs> Nacio Herb Brown. I'm pretty sure it's Nacio. Am I saying and a CIO. I have no opinion on this matter. Nature just is like that skin product, yeah. though. I, so that's what I think of straight away. I pop it on my face on the day. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it's not Nature. <laughs> not Nateo. Nacio. I don't know. Let's move on. So we have many changes, many interjections, many things that are comprised of other things, kind of look the same, but are different. Um, the Broadway song list, we've got a little something stuff in the, stuck in there after Make Them Laugh, which is called Hubbub. 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 Cosmo Brown and the studio stagehands sing that guy. Because mm. Cosmo ca- needed more. Yeah, Cosmo does need more. He's such a good character. Anyway, um, also some of the Broadway song lists kind of chopped and changed where they put things in the musical. You guys can look that up yourselves. Come on, guys. You do my homework. Something called Ragdoll, um, which is slotted in as a new piece, or it could previously have just been instrumental, just as Temptation was, and is now for Selected Ensemble. Mm-hmm. We have something called Taking Miss Mary to the Ball. Love is where is. you find it. I think this is all in a chunk. It starts in Act 2, but I think it might be the chunk that I was talking about before. That is, this is what a talkie is meant to look like. Mm. Yeah. But it's stuck in an Act 2 instead of Act 1. She's very confused. Um, it's the only parts that say ensemble. So that's the only thing I can like mm. kind of assume is that it's... Is this from which version of... Um, it's the Broadway one. Broadway song list. Yeah, okay. Um, Love is Where You Find It. And then we have Would You, mm. Kathy Seldon, Broadway Rhythm, mm. which they're like, hey, guys, here it is. The actual song, guys, here's. here it is. <laughs> Blue Prelude, again, company, Would You Reprise. Um, and then we finish with You Are My Lucky Star, quickly followed by Singing in the Rain, um, as opposed to the old school then you have an even longer song list for the London Revival. Um, they stuck on in <laughs> the Royal Rascal, which is just instrumental and orchestral. Um, you Stepped Out of a Dream. Oh, yes. Don Lockwood and Company. Yes, yes. Mm. I forgot about that. Um, so this is, this is a 2012 revival. Yes. Correct, you Stepped Out of a Dream reprise as well. Um, do, do, do. Again, they've played with the uh, where they've popped stuff here. Just There's the order, yeah. The order, that, but I, I do think they've moved. Like beautiful girls is back in Act mm. One. Um, Moses supposes now has a reprise. <laughs> yes, best ever. Um, on to Act now for Act Two, which is one of Miranda's favorite things. I do love an entree. She likes an entree. Well, um, also in in the revival, it gets an overture. It yeah. hasn't had an overture. Yeah, it hasn't. Yeah. Sorry, it hasn't hasn't previously had an overture. It does now. Look at that. Now we must compliment that with an entract. Um, followed by Good Morning Reprise yes. again. Something new. Um, Would you with Kathy Seldon again? But then we have another song called What's Wrong with oh. Me, sung by Lena Lamont. 
<laughs> Popped this in is there. a really good addition to the show. Yeah. Really, so it adds something to her character. Yeah. yeah, that has been lacking in all the other versions of yeah. this. Yeah, and there is a part of you that wants to hear that voice sing. Yes, yes. <laughs> we're told she can't prove it. Yeah, it's quite cute though. I do feel really bad for her. And then oh. we have, I do, oh. I, I have feels for her. Well, you're kind of supposed to. Hashtag Team Lena. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I'm always on the supposed villain side of everything. <laughs> um, broad, the Broadway Ballet, which previously known as the Broadway Rhythm. And previously before that, the Broadway the bro- Melody. <laughs> it's getting ridiculous. Um, would you reprise, which is Kathy Selden voicing for Lena and Cosmo Brown. And then everything is much the same. Singing in the Rain is the finale, but then we have exit music as well. Mm. So a lot more music, a bit fleshed out, I think, in a good way. I think it's all put kind of things back where they were meant to go. And, and, gave, and that, gave more to the ensemble too. Yeah. More to yeah. the ensemble. But so they kind of took that whole big ensemble section out of the original Broadway, which yeah. was like five songs, which we didn't really know. So Wedding of the Painted Doll, Rag Doll, Temptation, Taking Miss Mary to the Ball, Love's Wet, and they kind of given the company elsewhere to do things that aren't just that awkward section. Appropriate things as well. So like Moses Opposes is actually a company song when it's reprised. Yeah. That's cute. That's Mm. nice. Yeah. It is. It is. Well, thanks, Julie. You're so welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk cast. Zane, talk cast. Who's done the show? Who's done the show? Well, let's go to the original first, so the the movie. It was uh, written by Betty Comden and Adolph Green. Comden and Green. Shout out to Comden and Green. And directed by Stanley Donan and Gene Kelly. So we have Gene Kelly in the title role, not in the title role, in the in the lead role of uh, Don Lockwood, Donald O'Connor as Cosmo Brown, the immortal Debbie Reynolds as Kathy Selden, uh, Gene Hagen as Lena Lamont, uh, Millard Mitchell as R.F. Simpson, Sid Charisse as uh, <laughs> it just says featured dancer. Mm. Yep. Um, so she made an appearance in the Broadway Melody, Broadway yes. Ballet, AKA Rhythm Song mm. of yeah, yep. the Lady in Green. And the Lady in Green. so she did her, the, the Dream Ballet. That yeah, was it. yeah. Her credit is higher than Douglas Fowley for Roscoe Dexter. And uh, Rita Marino for Zelda Zanders, which is probably oh. fine. Yeah. Uh, so they are the they originated it. It's classic. We love it. Let's go on to Broadway. Okay. Okay. So I don't recognise many of these names. I I will admit I'm not a huge Singing in the Rain fan. I like the show, but I don't nerd out about it like I do about some other shows that we've covered. You're in so, town. Pardon. What? Yes, You're in Town was one of them. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So feel free to jump in if you recognise any of these names. So we've touched on him before. Tommy Steele uh, directed the show so he could star in it. Good. uh, Which is uh, what Gene Kelly did. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, So, you know, uh, copying from the best. Yeah. And we have uh, Roy Castle as Cosmo. This is the original London. Uh, Danielle Carson as Kathy, Sarah Payne as Lena and Julia. Uh, so and Julia, yeah, no idea. 
Yeah, that's the credit that she's mm. given. So that's I, a mystery. I was material. hoping that one of you would would know because she hasn't come up. In, no, <laughs> maybe Julia. I've never heard of Julia as a character. Unless that's like the name of the character in the film, but I wouldn't. Oh, that's the only person I can think of. Potentially, but then it's weird that no. Don isn't. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe she's just Let's like a on. weird dresser. Okay, so Let it go. Uh, original Broadway. Uh, 85, 86, 367 performances. Again, a lot less than I mm. thought it would have run. Uh, so directed and choreographed by Twyla Tharp. Okay. Can you please say that with a lisp because I think it would be hilarious. Twyla Tharp? <laughs> it is. It's a very lispy word. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you've thrown me off now. Uh, <laughs> so the cast was uh, Don Correa as Don. Uh, coincidentally, yeah. Mary Darcy as Kathy, Peter Slutska, <laughs> spelled S L U T S K E R, children. Poor guy. It as is Cosmo. It's 100% the word. Yeah. Change your name. You went there. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's yep. funny. Uh, I wonder if it's a stage name. Peter because why isn't titular. it a stage name? <laughs> and uh, Faye Grant as, as Lena. Uh, if we go to the 2000 London Revival, uh, the Chichester Festival Theatre, uh, so we have, um, oh, where are we? In Chichester? Adam Cooper, Daniel Crossley and Scarlett Strallen. Mm. I really know none of these names. In 2000? Yeah, it's, no, it's weird, it's a, right? Did you say 2000? 2012. Ah. Oh. <laughs> London. Scroll. Yeah. yeah. And then that travelled... Uh, to West End and it was the same three again yeah. reprising their roles. Uh, in the Paris, in the Théâtre de Châtelet in Ooh. Paris, they, they don't, it's directed by Robert Carson, choreography by Stephen Mia, costumes by Anthony Powell. doesn't actually mention the cast. Good. <laughs> but... It was reported in 2015 and again in 2016 that that production, including some of the cast, was moving to Broadway. But didn't. It didn't because mm. of lack of theatres, but it is still kind of in the works, in inverted commas. It's still kind of in that limbo area of is it happening, is it not happening? Yeah. Mm. I, I would assume that the cast would change more dramatically now. Yes. So... That's it. Um, until they remake the movie mm. with uh, Channing Tatum as Don. So that's, that's it. Oh, no. <laughs> um, the, we've had um, a few Australian tours yes. with notables. Have we? Todd McKenney played Don. Um, then, oh, there was someone else that I know as well. And then Adam Garcia was in the recent tour, but then this like recent tour just had a lot of people were just getting injured constantly. Yeah, um, was it the rain? I th- no, it actually was, like, in rehearsals. Um, and so then Grant, who was the South African um, Don, they flew him over and then he took over. Jack Chambers was Cosmo. Friend of the show, Jack Chambers. Hey, <laughs> saw him last night. Hi. Did you? Oh, I love that guy. Um, then Gretel Scarlet, I don't know him, but I love him. Neither do I, but I did see him. Oh, great. <laughs> um, Gretel Scarlet played Kathy. And then I feel like, who else? Um, oh, Rachel. Yes. Yes. You know who I'm talking yes. about. And everyone else does, so it's fine. Oh, Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. That's going to bug me so That's much. Rachel. 
Rachel. Yeah. Rachel Berry from Glenn. Rachel Beck. Rachel Beck. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Rachel Beck played Kathy in that show with that I'm pretty sure Todd McKenney. Yes. Yes, and then the production company has done it as well. Um, mm-hmm. They're the like main tours yeah. I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think it does well in Australia because the the dance is the focus. Yes. And Australian musical theatre does dance and choreography really well. Mm-hmm. It's probably what we do best. I'm going to put that out there. You can put that out there. I put yeah. it way out there. I don't have, I don't have an opinion. <laughs> well, I do, and I say, tap dancing yes. is us. I would, yeah, I would say the same thing. Like it's a, like even like anything goes is the same. Like they all the Australian dance musicals, but that story, there. Yep. on point. So let's pick some dancers who we want to put in the dream cast of Singing in the Rain. Oh my gosh, let's cast Singing in the Rain. Um. <laughs> Who do we know who's really going to pull off that Broadway melody slash rhythm? Oh, I just had it before. Um, okay, Broadway ballet. The Broadway ballet. <laughs> um, I think Tony Yazbek should play Don. I don't know if he's like too old. He's like for anyone. He played um, Gabe in the recent revival of On the Town. He was also... That dancer dude in Gypsy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, yeah. You know who I'm talking about, Miranda. You're picking up what I'm putting down. (gasps) Yep. I would like Andrew Reynolds as Don. Uh, I would. No. I would like it and I'm taking it. And there's nothing you can do about it. And there is nothing that you can do about it. I have a controversial one. Yeah. Is it Zac Efron? No, it's it's against (laughs) type. I will never put Zac Efron in anything. Um, (laughs) I mean... He's had his time. I have a genuine casting for Zach in this. In the in the in the bit where they're the beautiful girl. Oh yeah. I think he could do that. Perfect. Sure, he could do that. Yep. See? My controversial casting is for Lena. Mm. Um, because it is against her usual type. So it's a man. No, Megan Hilty. Oh, I want to see yeah. her do a Perfect. character. Yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. And I, I would like to see her play this character because it is, it is kind of still that Broadway-ish mm-hmm. diva role, but it is Without a different the take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would like to see her take on that. So you're going to cast um, Catherine, what's her face? No, no, As, I won't. Because <laughs> she's bad, is that why? <sighs> it is, right? Yeah, it is great. Kathy Seldon is a, is a hard one to cast mm. as... As a name. Because yes. what you really want is sweet, <laughs> innocent, unknown. Yeah. That's, you know that's what Cassie. you need. Cassie Dodge. I kind of want to see just because it'd be a mess and I think it'd be funny. Okay, now I have cast her in two things. This is a problem. Anyway, I want to see Bernadette Peters as Kathy because that's <laughs> funny as anything and so inappropriate. You but then. The <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. You'd pay to see that because I, I what a train wreck. Look, but then if, we, in, if we had like Dreamcast, like young um, Julie Andrews. Oh my gosh, oh, is, absolutely. Is that. And that's weird because. I wouldn't usually put Debbie Reynolds and young Julie Andrews mm. in the same role. Mm, that's, true. that's true. But I think Debbie and De- Debbie Reynolds played uh, 
against her yes. eventual type in this movie. Fun fact, did, yeah. I found out about Debbie Reynolds while I was actually doing some homework on this. Um, she was a gymnast, not mm. a dancer. She learned how to dance for this show to the point where she then resented and hated Gene Kelly a little bit, but then yes. was like, oh, nah, respect Boner for you. Well, like Gene Kelly is notably mm. quoted as saying he was awful to her mm. during production. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. he himself admits it. Boy, yeah. did it produce a really good film. So totally. Yeah. But if you ever like, there's an Instagram account. Um, Gene Kelly's wife um, has posted this thing called Gene Kelly Legacy, and they had this big conversation about. Um, Debbie Reynolds and like because people were saying oh she danced for 14 hours but then there's actually records of her going in clocking on at this time going oh I'm coming in at nine o'clock and then she clocked off at five so it's very interesting like the times <laughs> and what yeah. people have actually yeah. said yeah. um yes, really danced until her it. feet bled. well that's it and then like the like Gene Kelly's wife just kind of going oh that's a bit rough because I've danced until my feet bled, but it wasn't like because I was putting any effort in. It was just because the shoes were rubbish. Totally. <laughs> but uh, but Gene Kelly did have that reputation yes. of driving. Anyway, totally. Gene Kelly and Debbie Reynolds have already done the show. They we're have already done about it. Who hasn't? I kind of want Lin Manuel Miranda to play Cosmo, but I also want to see him do the backflip against the wall. <laughs> I, I, I think Lin Manuel Miranda would be a funny don don. That's yes. It, w- it would be interesting. Like I, d- I, I don't. Okay, think it well would let's be... let's go the... and against type okay. the four of them. Um, so um, Lin Manuel as uh, Don, Megan as, as Megan Hilty as Lena, Lena and as Bernadette Lena. Peters as Kathy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Bernadette Peters as Kathy. We're going Cos- against type. Then Cosmo, if you're going against type, I just want to. I just want to be Christopher Walken, but that's just like all I want. <laughs> well, there's a difference between <laughs> against time and... <laughs> Make him You know what? Bill Bailey. Yeah, The, okay, the British yeah. comedian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, he's a very accomplished uh, comedian, comedian mm. and musician. Yes. Uh, so, you know, he, he's got the chops. I don't he know. He could play the, the piano. Dance, dance, I don't know. I don't, I don't imagine Definitely cannot do a backflip off a wall. I'm just putting it out there. I'm a, apologies if you can, we'll but I'm assuming we'll you probably can't. Yeah. I think in, uh, in the environment that we find ourselves today in the <laughs> casting world, you're very rarely going to get mm. big name movie stars yeah. in Singing in the Rain yes. because of the tap. People yeah. expect it. They expect it to be really good. Yeah. Mm. So, you know. And boy, oh boy, Channing are you Tatum mad? is probably who you're yeah. going to get if mm. he's the only tap dancer in Hollywood. But there's got to be others. There's got to be others. Jack Chambers would be a great Cosmo, I think. Yeah. He played he, Cosmo he, he, and he yeah. was great. Well, he was I fantastic. didn't see him. So yeah. I, I, I would cast him. And his energy is so beautiful. And like, I don't think I'd translate translate really well in film. Adam Garcia would have also been really good too. Mm. I think he's beautiful. I find it, um, it I, I thought at the time it was interesting and I didn't see Adam Garcia because he'd left the production no, by I the time he came either. to Brisbane. But um, thinking of Jack, who I know or knew and still think of as a 10-year-old boy. Right. Um, <laughs> and Adam Garcia, who was in movies playing an adult at the same time, just yes. picturing the two of them standing next to each other like they've been friends forever was really hard for me to process. Mm. But I'm sure it worked. I would have liked to have seen Gregory Hines. Can't do that so much now as Cosmo, but he'd been amazing. He's so yeah. funny in Will and Grace. 
Megan Lamont. Oh, Sean Hayes oh. as Cosmo. Lena Lamont. Oh. And Sean Hayes as Cosmo. Yeah, that'd be divine. We could actually and cast it with all four. The yeah. four of them could do it. It could be the four of them. Yeah. Oh my okay, gosh. done. We're but done. This gave... segment's done. We're finished now. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Let's put Singing in the Rain on some top five lists. Top five. Top five. Oh, you go. You do it. Top five Let movie musical of all time. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. list. Movie musical. It's a tough yeah. list. But, yeah. Top five list. movie musical. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pay it. Yeah. I think if you went pre-90s, it's a shoe in Mm. Um, uh, I don't I think know. you need it. I think no, it's, it's I, top five. I don't five. think you need to qualify that. We I, need to go back and review this list, how many things we put on it now. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I, keep, I'll keep my own. No, no, no. Yeah, I love seeing the rain. I think top five musicals with um, rain, moisture from the rafters, <laughs> real rain. Um, it's a it's a technical challenge getting that rain, yeah. but not just getting water on stage. Making the water visible, yes, mm. is actually the real struggle. Well, <laughs> making it visible. Movie, Gene Kelly got ill because they put had to put milk yes in the uh, water and, and shrinking the coats as well. The suit jackets s- shrink. Yeah, the the wool shrunk. Yeah. Um, but there's there's some people who say the milk thing is is a fallacy. That's uh. not. That they didn't do it, they did it with lighting. Movie, movie myths. So it could have been milk, it could have been lighting, it could have been both, it could Watching have been neither. Amateur productions do it is also really fun. Just how they get so creative, and you're like, how are you going to make it rain, guys? Just, just a garden hose. And you're like, just, you make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> so it's what about our top five scripted stage malfunctions with the curtains? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because mm. I, I picked it because there aren't a lot. Of them mm. in in shows, uh, top five stage shows about movies. Yeah, cool. Oi. yeah. Um, Sunset Boulevard. Mm. You don't have to make the list of five. It can be number no, one. No, I'm just wondering, like, because yeah. <laughs> you, you just have to see like how many are on the list to see mm. how many whether it's top five. Fall yeah. Off. yeah, I think it's top five. I think so. Yeah, I feel like top five musicals with like. Good physical comedy. I, that that's not a yeah. great <laughs> sentence. The slapperish dick. Yeah, the slapstick. Slap exactly. Great top five slapstick music. Now I've struggled to with this next one. I want you people to word it for me. Okay. I think it's the one I'm about to say. But go. What top five list is Moses supposes his toes are roses on? Is it just top oh, five tongue twister songs? Tongue twisters. Top I don't know that five. it is a tongue twister when you're singing it. It's, yeah, it's not. Well, it's not difficult. That's, to like sing. that's the thing. Like it, it belongs on a top five list because it is a great five number. Rhythmically awesome songs. Rhythmically mm-hmm. awesome. I, I think as far as filmed musical sequences go, mm-hmm. it's it's top five filmed yep. musical sequences. Hey. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I would also I would put iconic musical scenes with the dancing in the rain. The singing. In the a rain. lot yeah. of people know that song if they even don't really. Particularly follow musical theatre, they know that song. Yeah. Even I would put like maybe Defying Gravity mm-hmm. on that list. Yeah. I would hesitate to even pick any others other than those two mm. on that list. I know there there are many others, but I think that yeah. those two are, are shoe-ins. Yeah. Top five grating character voices. 
Or just dolls. top five <laughs> character roles. Yeah. Yes. For, for Lena women. Lamont, yeah. 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 Um, a top five tap shows. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. I, like I mean, I don't know much about tap. I would be hesitant to put it on there because I know that there are a lot no, of tap shows. it's real good Anything one. goes 42nd Street, Street singing in the rain. <gasps> All right, yeah. good. Um, I'm happy to pull out it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, like it might be 42nd Street, Anything Goes, Singing the Yeah. Then I feel like there's, like, top five musicals that, like, influenced other musicals. Like, I feel like the design of Singing in the Rain influenced the producers and, like, you see that within the colour and, like, the whole... Especially, like, the revi- like the film of the mm. producers, like, the new film. Yep. Um, Bullets of the Broadway, I would say, is similar as well. Definitely, um, yeah. Well, Bullets Over Broadway follows pretty much the same yes. formula yeah. yes. <laughs> of how it was put together, where the music came from, mm. even to a fair extent, sort of some of the, the character, the character as formulas. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about our top five character trios? Oh, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, like because there's a lot of pairs. Yes. There's a lot of foursomes. There's not a lot mm. of trios. And there mm. is a foursome here, but they're not two pairs. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I, what I think I really like about the trio is it's not a love triangle. Yes. Yes. There's Thank a, you, Cosmo. Cosmo. Well, yeah. Cosmo makes a few jokes about Kathy yeah. not, you know, yeah. picking him or liking him or wanting to kiss and hug him the way he does. Um, <laughs> but it's... I I don't think it's a genuine. Actually, I'm in love with Kathy. Yes. If you ever played it like that, it would yeah. be so ridiculous. Yes. Well, I, I think he's just jibing. Yeah. You know, he's making mm. fun of, yeah. of the situation. Yeah. Which is what he does about everything. It is. It yes. is sad that he doesn't end up with somebody though. Like you don't have to be with someone to be happy. Hashtag real life. Hashtag <laughs> lessons I've learned. Oh, okay. Well, let's move on to the lessons we've learned then. from Singing in the Rain? That not all funny sidekick characters have to have depressing lives. Because as someone who is often cast as a funny sidekick character, Mm. Cosmo is the best version of, like, just just his life is the best of any of the characters. Look, he just makes the best of every situation rather than Depends on how you look at it because he could be going home and crying that he doesn't have a girlfriend, he's not the star. These are the things he might secretly cry about at home. Might secretly, but it's not in the text. In the text? As long as we don't have to look at it, Julie. (laughs) Well, that's that's the thing. Other than that, it's speculation. And if this has brought up any issues for you, please contact Lifeline. Actually, I don't know their number. I should check the number. Let's move on. What else have we learned? What else have we learned? I learned that Moses supposes his choices are roses, but Moses supposes erroneously. <laughs> I just love that bit of the song that does that. Um, personally, I learned that um, when building a set, it's really important to get the angles and measures right um, if you're building a set with a rake stage. What happened? Because otherwise you end up doing your entire show on a 45-degree angle. (gasps) And when you add heels to that, Mm -mm. it's just too much. And water? (laughs) 
and water. <laughs> well, the the concept of the set design was that it, there's a platform at the top, there's a sloped area, a drain and the platform mm. and then the apron of the stage, which was perfectly fine except that it didn't quite make it sort of long enough so which squashed the angle mm. and made it mm. steeper than anyone How thought it was going to be. in this production? Nobody died but it was uncomfortable and it wasn't a 45 degree angle. I'm obviously exaggerating but it felt... Like right, <laughs> yeah. Um, Hurts your ankles, stuff. Yes, I can imagine that. Uh, sometimes the charm song, Moses supposes his toes is roses, is the best song in the show. Yeah. Is you it the might, best song in the show for me? It's my favorite. It, yeah, yeah, probably is. Singing in the rain is a great and iconic mm. song, but if I'm going to have fun singing a song, it's going to be Moses. Supposes. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I think Good Morning's pretty good too. Good Morning yeah. is. But you can't sing, I, I don't sing that by myself a lot. I, I sing it all the time. A lot. <laughs> I sing it when it's like, ha, it's Monday morning and I really want to annoy my colleagues and I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, shut up. <laughs> I think I also learned a lot about how loose movie. Oh, wow. Yep, continue. How, how loose movie uh, production companies were about uh, intellectual property, just kind of like <laughs> throwing songs from different shows into one to who make wrote a new... this? Who cares? It's going in. <laughs> <laughs> and a, yeah, really interesting time in in creative history. Yeah, yeah. Um, I learned that you can make a girl fall in love with you by just singing sweetly at her. I, I would that. find that intensely creepy. I'm, it's not I'm creepy when Gene Kelly does it. No. I'd find it creepy if you did it now. <laughs> on, a, on a sound studio with Zom- the lights off Kelly and the door shut. Would be intensely would be creepy. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a movie in that though. I'm on board with that. Made it. <laughs> uh, any, any other it's, lessons? It sounds really cheesy, but that's okay. This is the section to get cheesy. Absolutely. <laughs> I learned that, and I think maybe it's like a parallel to my own life, that you can work, you, if you work really hard, eventually people will see behind the curtain and realise that it's you all along putting the hard yards in. And you will be celebrated by that eventually. It might not come at the time where you think it will, but when it does, that's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if you do agree to get it on with the male lead, he will aid you in pulling down a curtain so you are recognised for mm. your talents. Yes. Or the, or the fact <laughs> yeah. that... You made it less wholesome at the end. I know, yeah. I'm really good. I'm really good at making things ruined for people. Or the fact that lip syncing for your life is still a big thing in pop culture. Isn't and it? I, yeah. So thanks to be RuPaul's Drag Thanks, race. RuPaul. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I missed the RuPaul reference, but okay, that's fine. I'm all right with it. Well, when Lena gets to lip sync for her life, when she's on that curtain <laughs> oh, singing right. in the rain, like she's lip syncing, girl. For your life. She is. <laughs> um, let's wrap this baby up. <laughs> in swaddling and put it in a basket in a river. So we're all done with singing in the rain. We're going to put it to bed. Thanks for coming and sharing it with us, Cassie. Thanks, Cassie. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Is there anything uh, you'd like to tell our audience? Um, 
this sounds really wanky, but if you want to follow my adventures of my cabaret creations and such, you can follow me on Cassie George on Instagram or we will have updates on our There's Something About Mary's Facebook page. We also have our Instagram, which is T-S-A-M, The Cabaret. Uh, yeah, give those a cheeky little follow and you'll find some information. Cool. We're yeah. going to put those links in the show notes. So don't feel like you had to write that down. You missed your chance. <laughs> oh, you can they, find they, Cassie George. They've already rewinded three times <laughs> to get it down. Guys, it's in the show notes. <laughs> Calm yes. down. Uh, we're also going to put in the show notes our own Twittering. Uh, you can tweet us at Musicals Teach Me. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash musicals taught me everything I know. Type that whole thing out. Out. Just the whole thing. It, uh, you, it will f- autofill by the time you get to the end. It doesn't musicals. Okay, that's yep. all. Yeah. Um, and if you type musicals, taught me everything I know into patreon.com, you can send us a couple of bucks. You can get uh, access to some extra episodes and cool stuff, uh, including the infamous cats episode and the mystery episode that shall Ooh. never be revealed to you unless you are a patron. Uh, we also do some uh, special Patreon top five. So uh, get on that. Just a couple of bucks a month. That's all we ask. On it. Yeah, get right on it. Um, (laughs) And if you would like to send any feedback to us, lengthy or otherwise, you can send an email and Julie will get back to you. Uh, Musicals taught me podcast at gmail.com. So Check us out at our home on the web at that'snotcanonproductions.com and all of our associated podcast friends are also there, including a new one that That we can't say the name of. (laughs) And Zane participating. It's it's not... We don't have the explicit tag on this episode. So if you think musical story, everything I know, is just not quite explicit enough for you, you can maybe go to That's Not not Quite Explicit Enough. And there's no middle ground. So you have either not explicit or vomit-inducing explicitness. <laughs> it if that's is, what, like my if that's what you're into, check it out. I'm ready. For those of you who know me, it's made me gag a few times. Oh, dear. <laughs> that's not selling it, okay? It is. It's kind of selling it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's very funny. We read horrible fan fiction yes. and laugh about it. So go on to that's not counterproductions.com and um, you, you'll find the links. I tell you what, they definitely don't do at the end of that episode. They don't talk about the lessons they've learned. <laughs> no, we try to forget as much as we can. Immediately block it all out. Uh, so anyway, thank you for listening to our Singing in the Rain episode. Thank you for uh, checking us out, listening to this ep. And if you want more, check out our past episodes and make sure that you subscribe on your podcaster of choice to catch everything that's coming up soon. We've got so many episodes booked in now. Yep, we're, we're six months ahead. So hey. we've got six months. Heaps of guests on the way. So many. Yes. So many. Uh, thanks, guys. This is me signing off, Miranda Selwood. I've been saying C. Weber. Julie Eisentrager. And one more thank you to our special guest, Cassie George. Thanks, Cassie. (laughs) Thanks, guys. All righty, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.